My name is Aurelia. My name is Wanchen, and this is Here We Go Again. Welcome back to episode two, and today's topic is about family. So, what is family, and why do we need respect in family? Family life is definitely, obviously, much more than just a group of people living together. In a healthy family, each individual is given like the respect and space he or she deserves. So, Aurelia, so what do you think about the definition of respect? In a family, to you. Well, first off, I would like to say I would like to begin by saying,、um, if you guys don't know what family is about, then obviously、um, you're living under a rock. Well, unless, okay, not to not to sound like dark humor, unless you're an orphan or unless you you don't have family, then I、mm-hmm. truly apologize. But family does not necessarily mean that、um, it needs to be a mom and dad or it needs to be your brother and sister. A family can、mm-hmm. consist of the people that you feel closest to. This could be like your friends. Like you can consider your friends family as well. But today,、yeah. as the general topic, we're just gonna point out the family as in mom, dad, brother, sister, younger brother, younger sister. We're just gonna we're just、because. gonna point that out. Yeah. So um back to the matter. Don't forget、family. about us. Yeah, yeah. Don't forget. Don't forget about us. Okay. Uh. Okay. Uh. Why don't you ask me what is the definition of family for me? Well, pretty straightforward. Mom, dad, brother, sister, annoying brother. What is the definition of respect in a family? Well, that's like kind、general. of that's kind of unusual to think about, you know. Like the de- definition、mm-hmm. in respect and family, you know, most people won't actually know. Like, hey,、uh, this is my family. I we there's no need for respect. There's no need for like, how to say this? There's no need for like personal space because they're my family.、Mm-hmm. Actually, that's not true because they're your family and because you spend so much time with them. You need more personal space than if you were together with your friends. Because you live in the same house, because you interact with each other every day, that's that's when you clearly need more space. Especially right now, all of us are stuck in the house. We almost see them twenty four seven, except yeah, when we're、man. sleeping. Yeah, the the pandemic really kicked everyone's asses here. But、uh, oh wait, speaking of the pandemic,、uh, actually, I just I want to ask you this question, Wanshan. How? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I mean, we're talking about family and that one, and you、yep. know, we see our family twenty four seven, as you said.、Mm-hmm. How did you、mm-hmm. feel when you spent like twenty four seven with your family during the MCO last year? Actually, have no problem with it, and instead, I felt like we okay, we watch even more movie than we usually do. I mean, sometimes before the pandemic, we would go to the cinema once in a week. I guess sometimes when we have like no assignments, everyone's free. It's just like an um. Escape for us, and then after the, during the pandemic, we were spending more time watching movies. Like that was during Christmas, we decided to subscribe on Netflix. So and then we we end up like watching movies, and I felt like we share a co- more common topic as compared to the time that when my dad, my mom is working, and my brother he's ha- having his own assignment, I have mine too. So I felt like this pandemic definitely made us closer. And it is also how we work with each other, because definitely we see each other, we expose each other even more. And sometimes、uh, we disagree with our like you know opinions. We share different opinions and like that. And I felt like because of that, we learn to communicate with each other. Yeah. What about you? Well, actually, okay. This is gonna sound really, really funny, but before the、mm-hmm. pandemic.、Um, 
now we're on the topic of this anyway. Before the pandemic, my family was we we weren't necessarily we were okay. We were on civil terms. Everyone was still alright. And um, I just like to say that the pandemic. Uh, other people might say differently. You know, different people have mm-hmm. different problems. But my family during the when the pandemic hit, you know, all of us have to stay at home. And here, the funny thing is, like. I have never been as close to my family as I did during the MCO. You know, a lot of people say the yeah, MCO agree. was the worst times of their lives. It was 2020 yeah. was the worst year of everyone's lives. But truth be told, if you mm-hmm. look at it properly, was it really the worst years of your life? If anything, it it makes you sit for a while, sit and think, because we we're, we're always so caught up with like everyday life, work, studying, you know, friends, love interests, everything. We're always so caught up in that. We haven't actually taken the time to just sit and like think and like watch. I think the what world. the pandemic did was like made us take a step back and to really think. About yeah, yeah, and and we missed out actually the thing we have been missing out the whole time. Yeah, de- definitely. And then you know what? Some people, when I tell this to other people. It's like mm-hmm. they don't really understand that. Like for example, when I told my dad about it, when I said, "Hey, dad, you know this pandemic really made us grow closer, right?" Like you can you can say that no, mm-hmm. not really, but I know that, you know. And yeah. it's like, you know, it just I, I do told, see that share the same point of view, though. Yeah, yeah, I and, agree. You know, of course, my dad he's working, and you know, it's a terrible time right now. Nobody has work, and my dad is the most stressed mm-hmm. out. And yeah, yo, yo, the economy suffers, but I I like yes. to think that the pandemic is it's kind of like a blessing in disguise it's definitely not a blessing for some people who lost lives to this virus but it's still something mm-hmm. to think about instead of thinking about how you lost out on so much that one particular year perhaps sit and think about how much you gain during that time yeah that's the one i want to talk about also i i watched like the i think a what i what do you call like a, a documentary YouTube video of not really a documentary but a talk In on YouTube, so this guy is saying that yes, the pandemic because there were people asking him also like, what do you think about the pandemic? And like, you know, like what you say, a lot of people are suffering because of like financial and everything like that. And how do they face their family? And how do they fix this family problem? And he said like, you look at it this way. Yes, you have, you may have lost something over there because you are caught up in like a uh, your normal routine. It's all about like work. Come back and repeat the next day, or you have something to do. So it's basically like a like a cycle. So now that you are you broke the cycle, it is a blessing. You need to see it this way. And when you break this cycle, you have more chances or like more opportunity to see other things in life. You have more lesson to learn. Like this lesson of like working life, you have been through it already. So this is something that you have learned, and it's time to move on to learn another life lesson. So I mean, if you really like pay attention to it, I do think that it's quite wise that like the sharing session that he's been. What do you think? Uh, yeah, honestly, I agree with it. But I can also say that not many people have the same experiences as us. Like our families mm-hmm. may have been okay, but other people's families have mm-hmm. suffered. You know, I know some yeah. people who whose families broke apart because they spent too much time together, or the the mother and father got a divorce because they couldn't stand each other anymore. I mean, last year alone, how many divorce rates were there? There was yeah, like the a lot. There was actually like scientific research about it. So mm-hmm. I can't say. Yeah, that is why that. Um, Having this topic here today is important because everyone is going through it and everyone can be relate to it. Yeah, I I mean I totally agree with that. I mean, and not only that, I I like to think that um you know the pandemic has um 
kind of taught my parents. We're on the topic of family, right? Here's a little tea. Mm-hmm. Uh, the pandemic has kind of mm-hmm. taught my parents to be a bit more open and a bit more kind to how they treat their children. Okay, as an Asian, let's all agree that you know sometimes your parents just they just want like the best for you, you. and them. you know they yeah. as Asian parents they can be very strict, and very strict means very painful to live in the house basically. So like everything is restricted, everything is like you can't do this, you can't do that. But uh, for me, ever since the pandemic, my father especially since he's the head of the household, he he's changed like a lot. He's more mm-hmm. open, he's more um willing to understand as compared to like the past year. He he like like every single little controversial topic, he would kind mm-hmm. of like he would kind of be agitated about it. Like for example, a topics like uh, LGBT, it's uh, you know it's kind of frowned upon. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So especially like, last in time, like Asian Asian family. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So last time that is like f- the controversial topic that we couldn't touch. Yeah, yeah. But like, you know, times are changing. Everyone needs to change. Mm-hmm. So I believe that my dad kind of understood that, and the pandemic clearly gave him that opportunity to change for himself. My mom as well mm-hmm. too. I mean, what about you, Wonshuan? Like, did your family? Do you feel like your parents kind of changed? Yes, I did. Uh, definitely, because I feel like there's a lot of trial and error. It doesn't just like, oh, because of, of the pandemic, then we're like this. So there's a lot of trial and error. And definitely there's like small arguments here and there, even with us, like um, my brother or like my siblings and my parents also. We were trying an error, like how do we talk to one specific person? Because we play a lot of roles. And in school, we play the role of a student or a friend. And at home, we play a role of like an elder sibling or a younger sibling or as in children ourselves. So we need to change. We are not like a fixed person. We are flexible and we are able to adapt to the change. So while we are put in different role, while we're facing our parents, we need to talk in a certain way. So I'm an elder sister. So what I realized, I feel like opened my mind in this pandemic is that I should put my thoughts into words. What it means is that if I care for someone, for example, my brother in this case, so I actually want um, to spend more time with him. So instead of saying like um, in a rude way, you know, how normally sibling just like, hey, come with me, you know, just do this because I'm an elder sibling. It felt like I instructed him. So instead of that, I explained to him why do I want him to do a certain things like um, you should not be doing this. And the reason I'm telling you is because I actually love you a lot. I care for you. And that felt different when you listen to it. It's the same input, but a different output. Yes. Yeah, yes. You're, you're expressing, you're putting your words out there. You're telling them, because I care for you, the reason I'm doing this. And instead of just like keeping quiet, just a lot of people just like, uh, I, I do it myself also. I, a lot of times I just say it in front and kept the behind. Like I didn't finish the sentence. I just like, you should be doing this. Yeah. And yeah. from his point of view, he's like, yeah, she's older. She, she instruct me to do things. She like things her way. Yeah, so you see, I, I get that. I kind of get that. I get that. You want to know yeah. why? Because I'm the youngest. You, you're the eldest in your family. <laughs> and I'm the youngest yeah, yeah. in the family. And you know, mm-hmm. okay lah, you, you know, normally, normally for family, right? It's like, you don't really have to talk a lot. You don't really have to explain yourself a lot. You're just like, hey, come with me. And so automatically, you don't necessarily, you don't have to explain yourself because you assume that the, that, that your sibling knows, right? Even though you don't mean it in a mean way. You just mean it like, a, right, faster, follow me, you know? And like, I don't know. As a younger sibling, I, especially I'm the youngest, I get kind of affected by it because it's like you're bossing me around. So it's kind of I kind of appreciate it if like you actually you would 
actually, I don't know, like pay attention. Pay attention to how we talk. Sometimes older siblings can be a bit bossy, even though they don't mean to be. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. yeah, I I grew up under under that type of thing where it's like you know you're bossing me around. I I have like three siblings. I have two older brother and one older sister. So yeah, you can imagine mm-hmm. like living in a household where like you know they boss you around, then they always complain that you're spoiled, and then they always say this and that, yeah, this and that. Yeah. But um, you know, as I grow older, I kind of realize that this type of thing. I don't, you know, for me, right? I'm kind of okay, like I can admit, I'm kind of a strong-headed person. So, like, for me, if you're wrong, I'm gonna tell you you're wrong, okay? And hmm. it doesn't matter to me if you're older. I've... Actually, I've, that, is supposed, that is supposed to go that way. Actually, in family, you should have space. You should, you should have the courage to, to be able to have the... How do I say this? You should have the space to be able to express yourself really. To voice up, basically. Yes, yeah. of course. Continue. Of course. And I think... I also think that, okay... Okay, don't don't take my word for it, but I believe that it's okay to listen to your older siblings because your older siblings mm-hmm. are definitely older than you for a reason, and they're definitely much more influential and much more experienced than you are. So it's your job to sit down and take it. But there is a um, a fine line between between understanding what they're saying is right, maybe what they think is right for them, but what you think mm-hmm. is not right. So I I guess it's a matter of understanding like. It, whether this is something that you agree with and a lot mm-hmm. of for me lah, I have a lot of friends who kind of they're not close to their siblings and I don't know lah, maybe it's because they're just not used to it you know they're siblings for a reason I'm actually really really close to my siblings so we kind of have this um, I won't lie like a couple of years ago we were always butting heads and it was always like who is one up the other and it was always like that but then you know I'm kind of a strong headed person so every time Every time something irritates me, I just tell them, and they, they don't and like it because like yeah, they don't like it because I'm the yeah, younger sibling, right? Argue. So like, why why would I argue? But here's the thing: I don't mm-hmm. argue for no reason. I argue because it doesn't make sense to me, and I feel like I think especially last year, my my older siblings, especially my brothers, kind of realized that I'm no longer a, a kid, and what I'm saying mm-hmm. makes sense. I'm not saying this to hurt you. I'm not saying this for my own benefit. I'm saying it because. I care about you. And just because you're like older than me, it doesn't mean that I don't know anything, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I feel yeah. like... We're in the topic of like, because siblings and I'm an elder sibling at home. So um, what I did was that I realized, like what you said, I realized that my younger sibling, like my younger brother is feeling this way. And the way I express myself is wrong. I mean, I don't mean it in that way. It's just that the words that got up from my mouth the way I express myself, the way I talk, it make him feel that way. So when I listen back, when I put it in his shoes, and to think about it, I was like, oh, so this is what he was feeling. At first, he find me a little bit, you know, the word they like to use, like cringe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he find me a little bit cringe because it's like, why is my sister expressing himself so much? Like, you know, like that. And I was, I feel like after time, he felt closer to me i guess i felt closer to him so and he's more willing to listen to my sentence like willing to listen till the end like what i want to say and then i gave him the space for him to speak up to yeah i feel like that is what um in this pandemic that me and my sibling have learned yeah and like you could i mean this is this is clearly what what we've learned between our siblings mm-hmm. and like where where mm-hmm. do we where do we stand uh, where do we understand which line to cross and not to cross and you know i i, I don't know it's like 
some people may disagree with me when I say okay I, I believe okay one trend you know you know how I act it's always so as long as you respect me I respect you that is my mindset it doesn't matter to mm-hmm. me if you're 40 years old if you're 50 years old if you're three two three years older than me or five years younger than me it doesn't matter if it's you respect me correct I respect to have that you. mindset it's actually correct to have that mindset yeah I but like I said some people disagree with me because for them Always listen to your elders. Always listen. You, you know that thing, right? Listen to your elders. It's partially and yes, true. Yes, it partially is partially true. true. I mean, like, um, you need to listen to them in some way. And then you can have your voice. Like, example, if they are disrespecting you, how are you going to tolerate this? Yes. The things yes. are not going to go in. Actually, the things are not going to go in. The, the, no, the lecture they're gonna, trying to give you or the advice they're trying to give you is not going to go in. Because first thing, they didn't respect you at all. So how the feeling, the feeling that you are feeling, it's like not there. Yes, yes. And it's difficult for you to go over this and to listen to absorb whatever they was trying to advise you. Yeah, go on. Yeah, I mean like, it's kind of like you always hear people say, respect your elders or listen to learn from the older generation. But you never hear mm-hmm. anyone say, listen to the younger generation. Because listening to the younger generation is like, it's kind of taboo, you know. People are like, don't listen. It's like the older generation will complain. Like, don't listen to the younger generation because clearly you don't know anything. If we don't know anything, what makes you think that, what makes, come on lah. Look at TikTok, look at Instagram, look at Facebook. We, the younger generation, created that. So don't tell me Mm -hmm. that we don't know what we're doing. That's why, that's why I think it's our job as the younger people. And it's the Mm -hmm. older people's job to listen both sides should listen we should just sit down and understand we shouldn't automatically defend and we shouldn't automatically um offend you know so yeah yeah that's 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 interesting what you brought up there it's interesting i mean like i never really think about it that way myself it is interesting how you brought it up i was like yeah it's true like all the time you were only hearing like you you should listen to the people who have more um what do you call experience than you definitely it's true yeah older than you and more experienced because they collect more experience as compared to what we've been through but it's true like when the now generation we are the gen z and we're like improving especially when it comes to technology a lot of time we know a little bit more and we are more familiar with it because we spend a lot of time there and i feel like because my parents have noticed that and they are accepting they're more open to it they're like hey can you uh, teach me how to do that how this works and everything like that so i feel like from my parents' side, they are doing it really well because they know that we excel in this better. And from that, not only that they, they put the same level to learn, they also encourage or uh, like encourage us to improve on yes. that because they know we excel in that. Yes, yes, of course. And we're we're talking about the positive sides of this. We're talking about mm-hmm. things from a from from an aspect of like okay. What if this family is willing to listen? What if your brother is willing to listen? What if your sister is willing to listen? What if your mother and father is willing to listen? But we need mm-hmm. to consider what if they are not willing to listen? Yeah, then, the other side. Then what do you do? Okay, so I think we're gonna we're gonna go deeper into that because the when they're sure. not willing is when is when things start to happen. The problem comes, and this is yeah. where I would call it. You know, toxicity doesn't necessarily just exist in relationships or friends. It also exists in family. I feel like yeah. as human as human beings, there is never a time where you can totally avoid toxicity. You can only train yourself to understand and to avoid it. You will never be able mm-hmm. to get away from it. That is from yeah. what I learned, lah. 
And you mm-hmm. know, when when your family, okay, Wanjin, what do you do? If in your opinion, if your family is not willing to listen, if your space is constantly being crossed, and if whatever you say is not being heard at all, what would you do? Okay, speaking of this, I think like uh, I tell you a little bit about like what happened last week. It's not really a major thing, but I felt like because we spoke about personal space and boundaries. And you know we are in the college. We had our things to do. We had our assignments, and so um, my mom, my sister, so she's like asking help from me. They're doing something to do with business because I I can consider myself I draw. So they asked me to do a little bit of design to help them out, basically. So I mean I agree because my my actually my mom came up that my sister came up to me. She said, um, "Can you help me out on this one?" I was like, "Sure," and then. I was taking up the job and then we're like editing it with her. And then the next day, uh, what my mom is uh, did is that she just accepted a designing job without letting me know. And it's, I'm not blaming her. It's just that she's trying to get more opportunity, more space for me to learn. So she took this job and she gave it to me. So actually, I had like assignments piling up on my side. It's just that I'm feeling that you know I could help a little bit, so I just help there, and I feel like my comfort zone is being like my boundaries being crossed because without asking for my consent. Because come on, we are all adults already. Yeah, of course. We are like what nineteen? We are adults. We have our space, and like without asking for my like um consent, without letting me know, and she just straight up telling that you should do this. I mean, you can look at like oh okay, you no, know, just do it, but. I felt being disrespected. I'm being treated like a child. Like, um, how do I put it? It's like instructing someone to do things. Yeah, I mean, I feel like in a family we should have built a communication because I felt uncomfortable doing it the whole time because I felt like, um, I was being instructed first. Second, I was not being respected in a way because you are like, um, coming over my channel without letting me know. And you don't give me a choice of be uh, accepting the work, yes or no. I don't have a choice there. I see. So I'm forced to do it. So the feeling that I'm constantly feeling that, and I was telling my dad about it, and then he said, like, you, why not look at this in another way? Because we are talking about the problem if our parents are not willing to listen, because it's difficult for me to bring it up to them while I was doing because I have no choice of saying no. So a lot of people are stuck in this situation. So what I did, what my dad advised was. He said that why not look at it this way? He said, um, "You can't change others. You can't change the things around you. You can only change your perspective." And it's also the level of tolerance. And I felt like, okay, you know, I'm just gonna take this. I'm gonna give myself a time frame first, because a lot of time we just drag and drag and drag and not do something with it, and it gets toxic over the time. So what I did was I give myself a time frame. So I'm gonna work on this project only for two or three days. Then I'm gonna say no to whatever things that come after that. So I gave, I set myself like a boundary that no one can cross. If even so, that someone came up to me after that, I will say no, because Good. this is my boundary. Good. Yeah, I feel I like this is the because we were talking about how what if people doesn't listen. So we need to stand up for ourselves. Yes, yes. So that's I, what I did. First, I gave myself a time frame. Second, I changed my mindset on thinking that I turn this unsatisfaction. Into a motivation, yeah, that's great. Because that that's someone great. is, yeah, someone is not um, doing things in my way, but I'm gonna turn it in my way. I'm gonna challenge myself. I can do it within two days. That is like I think this is what can help a lot of people also. 
Yeah. First is setting the boundary. That's 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 actually really really great and really really mature of you. Like despite the fact that your mom uh, kind of invaded your time, and you know you have a lot of you're a student and you have assignments piling up. No one on this world knows just how important education is, and I totally mm-hmm. understand like that frustration of not being able to do anything. But at the same time, you want to please your mom because it's like she's your mom. You want to make her happy, and you hope mm-hmm. that by doing this, at least at least it shows that you care. But it doesn't. I I I literally I actually admire your effort in like keeping so and not only that I feel like um you we, know we've talked please because past. I have like you and my dad or like yeah, other yeah. people in the family like to talk to so I feel like I could bring myself out of it. How pity the people who like you know sometimes people don't have anyone to talk to or like confess mm-hmm. to, especially the adults. They feel like I'm an adult. I should be able to handle it. Like that, That's so it's true. more difficult for the yeah. It's more difficult for the adults to open up as compared to us. Yes, yeah, actually, yeah, and um, mm-hmm. I I don't know how to say this. Like I like I said before, like I really admire your effort for trying to remain patient with your family. For me, um, I I can say that I'm a bit different. I'm not totally cold. I won't say no. Like simply, simply. Mm-hmm. Like like I said, my motto. So as long as you respect me, I respect you. That is always my motto. Yep. It doesn't matter whether you are my mom or my dad, my brother, my sibling, my close friend, my boyfriend, my girlfriend. I don't care. I really do not care. So that You're is like why. You're like there. That... You're like rapping over there. <laughs> okay, but like that is why. Uh, until now, whenever my fam- my mom or my dad or my brother sister ask me to do something, right? I always, I, mm-hmm. I if they ask me nicely, I don't mind. But I'll also be honest. Yeah, same, same. I'll also be honest I in the sense, um, I can't do it. You know, and stuff like that. And then they, they will understand. I am grateful to have a family that actually willingly understands that if I say no, mm-hmm. it's a no. And not a little, and, not and a they lot don't of people have me. that. Yeah, they don't force yeah. me. But I know some people whose family is like, it's like, for example, like yours, like if you say no, mm-hmm. it's like, how come you never help me one? It's just a little thing, ma. That's toxic, mm-hmm. you know. Like all this, it's not... I think like, uh, it's also health, uh, in a healthy family, you are free to think about like, what you're feeling i mean like what i am feeling because this is like first thing we need to feel like we need to know what we are feeling then in the family i think we should not be restricted to that feeling of being accepted or not you know yes. how a lot of like uh kids they wanted to satisfy their parents so they expect that uh, they how do i said the expectation really high and they are afraid that you know to express themselves who they are like themselves and because of that, they are quite, um, trying to reach the expectation of your parents like or their commands or like the parents give an advice, you should be doing this and that constantly stuck in your head. And, you know, I feel like that's fair. I mean, that's fair also. Like, you know, you look up to your parents, mm-hmm. you get good results for your parents, you do this for your parents because it's like your parents are like are your, your family. It's like your whole life. Yeah. They are the ones that were there for True. you. And I think, I think we also need to remember that if you were in a toxic family setting, you are more likely to seek um, affection because you are starved from it. That 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 mm. is the issue mm. with toxic family. Like some some um, children, you're looking so, for external yes, source to yes, fill that. They're looking for affection to from their parents, from their family, and when they don't mm-hmm. receive it, they try whatever means possible to make that family happy, even though this family mm-hmm. disregards their feelings, uses them for whatever, and. It's actually really sad because I know a lot of people are going through that, you know, and and they don't mm-hmm. have that willingness, they don't have that strength to say no because if they say no, they're afraid to be abandoned. 
and it's 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 sad. I I genuinely I genuinely do feel sad about this type of thing. And mm-hmm. what I can do, okay. Uh, on, I think on the you topic, can, um, I have like a little bit advice. I think, like if like you would, uh, if you were to throw myself in that situation, I would try to increase my tolerance. Yes, I don't yes. know. I mean, like I feel like because this is like it, a though. self thing that external can't be replaced. Because no matter what situation, I would like what the external factors that has been affecting you, the internal is what is important that has been building building up. Like how we like build ourselves, um, our body to make ourselves healthy. That's the purpose. So the same theory applies to internal health, like yes, mental health. Yes, that's true. And you know what, Wan Chen, I totally agree with you. In order for in order for you to not have to have affection or not, not affection not not to have that that problem of like seeking affection from toxic families you mm-hmm. the only way to avoid that is to build up your tolerance but we also need to understand that not many people have the strength to look into themselves they would rather seek um connections with friends mm-hmm. with other people we call this co codependency i think lah. it's like i feel like that is fine because you definitely yeah we are we are uh, like a human beings we are social socialized like a uh, human so we should be able, we should be doing that actually it's just that you need to know that you are an individual you need to be strong yourself yeah i totally get I that and, and and you know you know what i feel like me and you we can we can we kind of can vouch for that i i'm confident to say that i learned my own path by myself but i'm not selfish enough to say that i didn't learn it for other, from other people i've definitely like mm-hmm. t- taken advice from others and built it up by myself which is why like the way i live now and the way i carry myself i always remember the things that i've gone through and how i react to others i mean I I just I just like to say that not a lot of people have that thing. They they would rather be stuck in that hole. They would rather be stuck in themselves because they don't know how to get mm-hmm. out of it. And getting out of it is it requires so much effort that yeah, by does. the time you do it, you're already exhausted. And actually, I would like to argue with that a little bit because you know, like we've spoken about, like toxic relationship. You name it toxic, so you know it's toxic. So. You've been in that situation. You've been experiencing that, and you identify. You label it because some people they don't know this is like toxic. That is a, another topic. But you know that this is a toxic relationship. You know that you have to get from, away from this, or like you have to withdraw yourself from this. Actually, I think that once you're able to say that this is a toxic, or you are able to identify this, you are already improving. Yes. Yeah. Because a lot of people are going from like. Level one to level two already. You need to ident- you need to identify that and you need to know it yourself. And I feel like because you learn this earlier than others, or like you're exposed to this, like what sometimes what we've been through also, then you should be more mature. You should be proud of yourself because you look through like some people are caught in that comfort zone and you're out of it. You should see even more clearly. You should be proud of yourself. You are actually improving already. It's just that. Uh, there's no one there to remind yes, you. I yes. feel like that's really important. Yeah. 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 Which is why you I don't believe... brainwash yourself saying that you're useless, you're not worth it. You are actually learning it because you are learning it ahead of others. Yeah, I agree. So you should be and, patting yourself on the back. Yeah, and, and I mean, speaking of patting yourself on the back, right? Um, mm-hmm. Every time, every time I meet someone or I meet a friend who is having issues with, um, you know, their family not understanding them, their relationship or friends having a problem, I always tell them, mm-hmm. hey. I understand that what you're going through is really, really hard for you, but 
here's my advice to you. My advice is literally appreciate the little things. And you know, and, and you know when you say that, it's kind of like cl- cringy. And, and if you kind of like, like and no, no, what? it's kind of it's kind of cliche. But but no, 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 no. Hear me out. Hear me out. Appreciate the little things in a sense where every morning when you wake up, that is an accomplishment. Okay, mm-hmm. and I. Like if I meet someone who is depressed or who is like just they can't stand being with their family and they want to leave and they just they just can't bear it. I just look at them and I say, "I'm grateful that you chose to wake up today. I'm grateful that mm. you chose to yeah. get up and about, no matter how painful it was. I'm very very happy that you chose to do that because at the end of the day, you didn't do it for your family. You did it for yourself. Waking up in the that morning is really was a powerful. There, yeah. Waking yes, up in the yes, morning that's was a really powerful advice. So. I mean, it's really good. You know, I had uh, okay. Like we're on the topic of like family, and uh, I think I think it's better for me to just point it out there since we're talking about the bad side of family. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, just let me say something. Toxic family. I'm gonna say it straight off the bat are bad. Okay, they're bad. You can defend them all you want. You can try to show affection to them. You can try to please them, but it doesn't matter. If the family is toxic, they will remain toxic for the rest of their life, unless they actually change. Then that's okay. I always believe mm-hmm. that, that like okay, if you're underage and you forgive, still, but yeah. the thing is difficult to forget. No, it's always I don't there. I think I don't think you should forget also because that is a life lesson that you've learned. You shouldn't forget about it. Okay, you so can I forgive kind of, them. I kind of have okay. Speaking of that, forgive and the forgetting. I kind of have mixed feelings about mm-hmm. it. On one side, I say yes, forgive because then you will truly move on. But there's another side of me that says if this fa- if this person in your family treated you like shit. If they abused you, if they did all sorts of bad things to you, you don't need to forgive them. If you're not ready to forgive them, don't listen to what other people say. Just yeah. don't. For me, forgiveness has to come from like your own self. So what if that means you will only forgive them if you're on your deathbed? It doesn't matter. Okay, do yeah, whatever is necessary in your life that will enable you to move forward from this situation. If that means not forgiving them, fine. Don't let other people tell you differently, and I feel like mm-hmm. a lot of people don't get that. And I also believe that's true. Maybe maybe I'm just being a bit cynical here, but if someone if someone in my family member let's say abuse me or really hurt me in like unforgivable ways, there is no way I'm ever going to treat them like example. Like example, if if my brother or my sister, or my mom and dad treat me like that, there is no way I'm ever going to treat them like they are my family. Never. I'll look at them like strangers. And this is only it's understandable. Yes, it is understandable because you're in that situation. We we can. I mean, we are now not. Thankfully, we are not in that situation right now. But a lot of people who are in that situation, yes, what you said that is correct because um because we are all coming from a different point of view. We say we should forgive, forget like that, and it does not apply to every single situation. And it also depends on yourself. Tolerance. You're able to. You feel like you know. I'm ready to move on, and like, I'm in a better life right now. So I'm ready to move on. Then it is up to you, and it's really good for you because you have moved on. And if you're not, it's fine because that is your right to be that way. Yes. Yes. And you know what? Because we spoke about like a uh, self-respect. This is the first step having like a self-respect. Yes. By 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 understanding yourself, you are then able to apply that to all aspects of your life. And here's one thing that I want to say: never ever forget your self-worth. You are worthy. Yeah. Okay. And so okay lah. So what if your parents treat you like shit? If your family is like shit? At the end of the day, you are yourself, and you are what matters most. 
not whatever the hell those people did to you. You are what matters most, and that is something that you need to keep in mind. So that in the future, mm-hmm. if you choose to have kids, if you choose to have a family, do not make the same mistakes your parents, your siblings did to your own family, because then your kids would suffer. And when they have kids of their own, the cycle is going to repeat, and the generational gener- generational thing is just going to keep going and going until there is no such thing as a peaceful family. There's no such thing as you know happy endings. You would say, and that's life, you know. As like, yeah. like you know, like I said, I'm actually really grateful that my family, my family has its up ups and downs. We're not perfect. I won't say, yeah, my family is great. I I definitely remember. Yeah, same. I, I can I can totally relate to that, yeah, and also yeah, so. agree with that. And actually, we're in the topic of like family. And I often heard like you know the girl naps. They would say like, uh, my life is just like this, nah. And I'm just hoping to give give birth to like a child. Raising them and bring them up so that they could be a better person in the future. Actually, you know, this is how you ruin a child, child uh, like a children's life. Why yeah, is that? You might childhood. you might be wondering. It's like why? Because okay, you, you have that mindset of like, um, you're not fulfilling. You're not taking responsibility of yourself, and you're putting all your like dreams, expectations, and time to your kids to let them to fulfill it. Instead yeah. of like willingly allowing them to fulfill what they want, they actually want in life. Because when I, I a lot of time I heard like um uh, adults saying this, like a uh, grown ups saying this, and I have like a mixed feeling about it. I just keep it to myself. Yeah, what do you think about it? What do you I, think about this? I I totally agree with that. Okay, on on one side, I understand why the parents would want to put all these all these expectations on their kid because they want their kid to succeed. On one hand, I can mm-hmm. understand that we we have to understand that because they're our parents. Yeah, yeah. They want us to be great, and I I get it. Yes. But on another side, the kid is also a human being with their own thoughts and opinions. This person is not a clone of the parents. It is a mixture of what the mom and dad created, and they're mm-hmm, not mm-hmm. one yeah. human is the same. So you need to understand that there is a fine line between knowing your own happiness and knowing what others expect of you, and. Yeah, because we are in the topic of like reminding yeah, ourselves. Yeah, yeah. So I think in the end, like to build a healthy family, we need to first to com- first to complete ourselves, like to know ourselves. Like we spoke about uh, self respect, to understand ourselves, and to really um, know what you want in life. Then mm-hmm. only move on to like because we try not to pass what we've been through to the next generation because each gener- generation should be better. Yeah, that's for definite. Then only it could be like the society can improve. Yes, yes, of course. And you know, we can also say that just do do. It's it's always like okay. Uh, when I graduated from high school, I wanted to go for a communication degree. Okay, and mm-hmm. my dad actually allowed me to go for that degree. And some parents they won't agree with what. Their kids want sometimes. Maybe the kid wants to yeah. be a Asian designer. parents, especially Asian and, parents. Yeah, and the and the and you know and the Asian parents said, "No, you gotta be a doctor. I don't care if you like graphic designing. Be a doctor. More money. You know, like it's it's, mm-hmm. it's just it's just like yeah. that, you know. And uh, I guess I guess it's just a matter of can you live with it? Are you if you can live with it, good job. If you can't live with it, and if you suffer every day, and this is where we're getting kind of deep into it, but this is where you know deep depression, anxiety, and suicides uh, come in. Like, if you can't bury mm-hmm. it, then please don't. I know a lot of people would disagree with me. Like, you know, your parents only want what's best for you. So what if, 
So what if you can't be a graphic designer? Be a doctor, and I don't know. Man, for me, expectation for me, of the for parents me, also. For me, if if it's the risk of your own life, do not do it. Don't. It doesn't matter whether you won't have money in the future or you won't have this. For me, okay, money isn't everything. Money is your life. Money Indians isn't is your everything. Life. Money is a tool. It, just remember, money is a tool that will only that will keep your life safe and and um and everything. You 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 are able, okay. Like I yeah. said, money is a tool. Money is not a luxury. It's a tool. Mm-hmm. So don't think of money as something that will make you happy. At the end of the day, money is a materialistic things. And I and as I've grown, I realize that materialistic shit doesn't matter in this life. When you die, you can't bring your money with you. You can't bring your Lamborghini yep. with you. All right. You need to mm-hmm. end. And at the end of the day, when you're on your deathbed, we you come, realize we come empty-handed and we go empty-handed. Yes, yes. And we're talking about like death like, to to ash. We we uh, to ash. <laughs> we were born to ash. We return. That's like the biblical now. But like, if you think about it, money. You know, I I understand that a lot of people appreciate money, and you know, they're always saying, mm-hmm. "Oh, when I get this, I'll be happy. When I get that, I'll be happy." Here's the truth: you won't be happy. I'm gonna tell you right now, yeah. and a lot of people will disagree, but I don't care because I've learned a lot of things, even though I'm quite young. Hopefully, when you reach there, you're longing for more. Yeah. So there, yeah. this is an endless loop that cycles repeats. Yes. Because yes. once you reach, like maybe I feel like I I'll be happy when I get hundred. Then when once I reach the hundred and I'm um, hoping for more, I'm expecting for more, I'm reaching for a thousand, a million. So it's never ending. The loop goes on and on and on. You know, I believe I oh I've I've always believed. You know, deep down inside, I've always believed that those people who are happy, who are happy, like oh I I got so much money and then I got so much things. Those people who who talk like that are actually deep down inside not happy. I've always believed mm-hmm. that because I was like that in the past too. I always believe that if I, I get agree. the next best thing, I would be happy. But every time, example, I want new clothes, and every and every time I get the new clothes, I'm happy for like a day or two, and after that, mm-hmm. that sadness, that emptiness, start to come back again. Fills in again, yeah. yeah. And, it, and, and the thing goes on and on and on, and then it never ends. And then I realize that I think this is when I kind of have a hatred for money in general. You know, I don't, mm-hmm. I don't like money. I'm okay. Money is used to 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 buy a lot of things, but for me, whenever I think about money, I don't like it because it's like people only see money as this. I don't know. It's like a god. You know, money it's isn't high god. top thing. Money yeah, isn't god. Do you really believe that you will be happy at the end of the I day? Meaning, like the highest point in life. But actually, yes, there's yes. much more than that. Some actually, people would disagree, though. Some mm-hmm. people would we're disagree. in a topic of like family. Some like I do agree that I have. Been that in situation because I was comparing my family with other people's family and like you know they were doing better they are doing this this way I was comparing but you know if we compare it to the top yeah we maybe feel low but if we compare it to low there are a lot of people even worse than like what yes, in the situation yes. they are in they have they are going to poverty they are they are going to like um war season like there's so um a lot of unfortunate things so. When I remind myself that, I feel like you know, okay, I'm just gonna appreciate in the time that I have like to spend with my family right now, regardless that if like um, things goes on or like you know some arguments um, burst off or something like that. Because right now I'm also better than a lot of people already, so I learn to appreciate the the peace I have right now. Yes, yes. Yeah. Always wish for peace. Peace may be boring, but it's still peaceful. 
I actually have a story, you know, I mean, this this thing kind of, um, I'm kind of emotionally connected to um, this yeah, topic. Yeah, feel free to speak this, up. This, this topic today. So, I actually have a lot. Where do I start? Let me think. Give us like a sneak peek of it. Don't mm. need to like say the whole, but like a little bit. Okay, so I think I think I will bring back to the about the the abuse yeah like uh, the the abuse and toxicity within families so i have um okay i have a, a i wouldn't i don't want to say their names because it's uh, kind of private but i i am related to a family that is um really close to me and the the father is not really a good dad he's um mm-hmm. i'm just gonna say right now he's a terrible dad okay he's a terrible dad and um He's uh he has five kids, and you know the the kids are still in school. Uh, two of them recently went to college, and the other the other three, yeah, the other three is still at home. And you know every day they have to suffer under the hands of their father, and I just, and then the worst part suffer about it, as in what do you mean about like suffer? Suffer Mentally? as in. Uh, mentally, um, and there were some instances in the past where he has gotten physical, and um, yeah, it's just I never thought that I never thought that um, this p- people that I'm related to would have would do that, and you know, and now that I'm older, and now that I can say something, last time I wasn't able to say something, but now that I can say something, I realize that um, I hate I hate how the other adults they don't do anything about it. Um, they leave this family to like fend for themselves. They try not to invade their privacy, like basically all yeah. like different methods of teaching. They try not to invade that. I mean, uh, okay, like we we can say it all we all we want, but for me, it's still wrong. You know, like we 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 help them in terms of money, but in terms of like for like I said, money isn't everything. You can help them financially, but they're still suffering. So mm-hmm. I I hate how some of the adults in my family they don't do anything. They don't bring them away, and the reason why they don't bring them away is because this this father that's terrible. He's my uncle, so because he's my uncle and because he's related to me, nobody wants to do anything because he's family. So it doesn't matter if he was a terrible person; he's still family, and that's toxic. You let this person do whatever the hell he wants, and no, and the children lose. They are the ones that suffer, and I hate mm-hmm. it so much. Cause, you know, I tr- I try my best to protect them. Sometimes I try my best to uh, talk to them, and but I can't do anything because I'm still I'm still in college, and you know I always believe that when I'm older, much much older, I have my own work. I take mm-hmm. them away, because for me they I deserve agree. that much. They deserve more than whatever the hell. Um, that person yes, if there are more people who share the same mindset like this and more aware of the incident and i think there should be more communication going on and more helping and really stepping in i guess because it's not just like it's not my business i try not to uh, invade their privacy it is something about like trying to give like if you have a better advice just go for it they yeah. it, they may or may not benefit from it it's up to them but at least you put the word out that you feel like okay, you know this whole thing works for my family, and I think it would benefit their family. So why not bring it out? So since that you brought this up, I think that if more people are aware of this, they should at least think about it. But here's the thing: and if you are capable of doing it, then do something. Yes, yes. But here's the thing: 
um, as I've spoken before, like that side of my family, they're the older generation. They're like the generation uh, bef- uh, before me. And my generation now, we all think like this. We, I, I believe that we all think like this. If we see something is wrong, we say something. But older generation, yes. they believe that blood is thicker than water, you know? And it doesn't matter if this person is a horrible person. They're still family. And I, I have this thing where no, it doesn't matter to me. That this is where the if I respect you, if you respect me, I respect you. This is where it comes in. Also, I understand mm-hmm. where the line needs to be drawn. And there were many, many times when this issue happened, you know, between the family and stuff. There were many, many times when I told them, "Why aren't you doing anything? Why aren't you talking to the officials? Why aren't you doing anything?" That's that's my complaint. Yeah, you know? yeah. And and like I said, they, they don't because. That guy is family. I can't hurt family. Well, well, if you if your excuse is I can't hurt family, then then this guy can can hurt his kids. Th- does that make sense? No, I don't think so. That is your family too. Yeah, they're, yeah, they're my family too. You know, I, and, I guess what we can do because we we don't have the you know like the power yeah, to stop the, the adults or like yeah, don't have the ability. What we could do is influence. You know, sometimes yes. it does influence. Like in the family, uh, in my family at least, like mom. My me and my dad, we were having like this influence of like, um, trying to build a concept where everyone sit together and like, or even my sister, we were trying to build a concept to sit together and to talk about it or something. We can bring up the issue. So, because my brother, he's more like an, uh, he wants to have his own personal space and respect that. But because he saw us like waking up early or we were talking out more, then he's being influenced by it. So what I was trying to say is that. We may not be able to like take action on the spot or to change a thing, but we may influence them. Yeah, that's true. And Sometimes we discuss like after we visit a certain family. Uh, sorry. So and then uh we discuss. We say, hey, you know the family they work it this way, and I feel like it it could be applied in our family. So we made a discussion there. So I think the influence. What I was trying to say. Yeah. Yeah, you were saying. Yeah, yeah. I I totally agree with that. But um, okay. I'm just. I'm gonna say something that's really harsh, and I'm gonna say something that not many people are prepared to hear. Um, since we're on the topic of family, I'm just gonna. I'm just gonna go go all out, okay? Sure, sure. Go okay. Ahead. So here's the thing: if the if your family is toxic, don't defend them, don't cover for them. Whether you're an auntie la, whether you're a nephew la, whether you're a niece, whether you're an uncle, do not defend them if they are toxic. And toxic can mean many things. Toxic can mean all oh, the gaslight people. They are narcissistic. They are, um, you know, toxic can mean many things. But I'm just saying that do not defend them. Okay. So like, if, for example, if my brother or my sister treat treat um their kids like that, you bet your ass I'm gonna say something. I am not gonna hide, and I'm not going to hide the fact that my brother or my sister yes. like yes. that one. If you know that it's because wrong, you want a better out of them. You want them to be better. That, I mean, that point of view, that thinking, because you are trying to make it not not make their life worse to like by exposing them or by not backing up them. It's just like you are hoping to make them better, so you don't want them to make the same mistake. You're gonna correct them on on that spot. I think yes. that's what you're trying yes. to say, right? And this is for the children, and this is for the kids, and this is for the people who suffered under the hands of. Um, toxic uh, families. It wasn't your fault. It was not your fault. I just want to say it right now, like whatever you've been through, whatever you went uh, gone through, it w- is not your fault, and it will never be your fault. Your fault is nothing here. 
Okay, you are not an inconvenience. You are a human being, and understanding that will enable you to live. Just, just, just to point that out, and you know, and this is for the adults who defend their family or defend, you know, defend their family, even though they're such shitty people. I don't want to say it. It's it's too, it's too harsh. Just screw you, okay? Do not defend these people. If they're hurting others, do not defend them. That makes you worse. That makes you an accessory to what their actions did. Okay? Just point it. I'm just pointing it out there. If you don't Your help, advice there is really good. It's like on point. And thank you for bringing that up. And I feel like a lot of people could benefit from this. And to remind, we really like need that someone that support of confirmation. Yes, yes. yes. Not okay. Okay. Wait, yeah, wait. So thank you for that. Yeah. Okay. So like, not doing anything is worse than actually doing it. Not true. See, yeah. See, that's it. Okay. No, no one wants to listen to this, but it's the truth. You can say, you can say, but, but I didn't want to hurt them. You still knew about it. You, you could have done something, but you chose not to. And you know what? That makes you. I'm gonna say it. That makes you a coward. That makes you. Yeah. What are you scared of? Are are you scared that this person will no longer look at you as a sibling or as a as a as a family? It doesn't matter. Okay. It doesn't matter. If they're a shitty person, they're a shitty person. Move on. That that's what I'm gonna say. Yeah, all right. All right. I'm I'm sorry. I got a little bit. I got a little bit uh, uh, emotional here because uh, no, 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 it's alright. Really, it really no, resonated. No, no, thank with you me. for that because it is something that is like a harsh truth. That sometimes we need that in life, and we really need to. If we're able to take something in from this, then I think it would benefit you. Yes, I I I totally agree with that. And you know, I I I believe this. I believe this topic has gotten up and down here and there. But I believe I believe that our 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 point is across. Lah. I hope that this podcast has um, I I wouldn't say taught you all, but I hope you understand. That there are good sides and there are bad sides. I believe um the good side of of this family thing is like very short. Like we were talking about it, mm-hmm. like so, like it was kind of simple. But then there's also bad sides to it, and um, the bad because a lot of people are facing that. So we were pointing that out and like really giving the review of from coming from our point of view. Yeah, yeah, I totally agree with that. So, uh, so yes, um, now that we've gotten that done, we have reached the end of uh today's podcast. So. I just like to say thank you very much for tuning in. Thank you very much for your comments, for your likes, for your sharing. I really, we we really appreciate them. And um, yeah, I mean, if you guys don't know, this podcast is uh, called Here We Go Again. So just just to point that out there, you can find us on Instagram at at our own thing. Be sure to tune in next week, Friday, six thirty p.m. We post every Friday. And uh, next week is going to be interesting because what is it going to be about, Wanchen? We're gonna talk about relationship. Yes, yeah. relationship. What is relationship? Boyfriend and girlfriend. The topic: love. Because gonna find it out. Next everyone, week. yes, everyone wants to know about the tea. <laughs> okay. Well, next week. Okay. Thank you for tuning in. Uh, we'll see you all next week.